Texas A&M's interim head coach, Elijah Robinson, took the defensive coordinator job at Syracuse. This is bad. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Hope everybody had a great weekend. This week, we're going to do something a little interesting at Locked On Aggies. I'm going to be recording um, morning of, so this, this show coming out today, I'm recording the morning of. I just There's going to be so much going on. That, that's what we're going to go about it this week. So we're going to be as up-to-date as possible every day when I record. But today is not a good day. I'll be honest with you. And, you know, maybe everybody can kind of calm me down in my opinions. But I, I want to quickly say, Elijah Robinson heading to Syracuse to be the defensive coordinator is extremely concerning to me. Okay? I... And we're going to talk about who the new hire was. We're going to um, a defensive line coach. I mean, there's a lot to discuss today. A, lot, a ton went on, but Elijah Robinson is a good football coach and a good recruiter, and he's gone. You know, it was first reported when Mike Elko took the job that Elijah priority number one was keeping Elijah Robinson on as the defensive coordinator. So. I'm mean, honestly, I, I kind of thought that was a done deal. And maybe it was until, um, you know, Fran Brown calls uh, the new coach at Syracuse, who is the, the DB's coach at Georgia, and says, hey, you know, Elijah, come with me. Let's let's do this up here in, at Syracuse. Um, and, you know, Elijah Robinson went. One thing I do find interesting, and maybe this isn't even a talking point, but, you know, Elijah Robinson – Mike Elko's a defensive mind. We all know that. He, he's, he's a defensive mind for a very long time. So Eliza Robinson kind of wouldn't have had, you know, all the input in, in, on that defense, even as the defensive coordinator had he stuck around, because it's Mike Elko's team, it's his defense. So then I thought to myself, you know, what, I, I forgot, you know, in the moment I had forgotten that they had hired uh, Syracuse had hired Fran Brown. So I said, Oh, he must be going over there to, to, you know, to be the DC. They have an offensive minded coach and he wants his own defense. And then I remember I'm like, well, Fran Brown is a defensive guy. He coached secondary at Georgia. So, you know, Elijah Robinson it didn't even really leave for, to be like, and, and obviously Fran Brown, I, I think that Elijah Robinson, there'll be a lot more back and forth with Fran Brown than there would be with Mike Elko, just knowing how long Mike Elko has been a defensive coordinator and stuff like that. But um, it's interesting to me and good for Elijah Robinson, good for coach Robinson. I, I, I'll tell you incredible person, incredible coach. I, I, all you can say is thank you, coach. We appreciate your time here. Really? We're going to miss you. We're rooting for you. But, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, this is 
I think this is bad. Um, and I'll tell you why. I just I talked about how I thought the glue that would keep this Texas A&M roster together after getting rid of Coach Fisher was going to be Elijah Robinson. You know, everybody was in Coach Robinson's corner. Everybody loves him. Recruits loved him. The current players loved him. Everybody loved Elijah Robinson. And, you know, he moves on to Syracuse. And I talked about the most important thing about this, about right now, was it was going to be keeping this roster and keeping this recruiting class together. Okay. Coach Elijah Robinson moves on to Syracuse. And what immediately happens, immediately happens, you lose a talented recruit in Gabriel Relaford. And Walter Nolan enters the transfer portal. So we'll talk about those two things in a minute. But I, I, that is that's that's why I say this is a problem. This is I think this is a serious serious problem because you know if this roster flips big time, if this roster flips bad, you're in trouble. I really think you're in trouble. Um, I mean, it's just you can't. It's going to be hard to succeed right now with Mike Huckle, which I've discussed last week on the show, and I've discussed it a ton since I've taken over lockdown. Aggies, but that the 2024 schedule is so manageable, which is why it would be really, it'd be extremely disappointing if you you really didn't have a t- a roster good enough to compete to maybe make your way into a 12-team playoff in year one. And I know, I know, like I said, I know people that are going to say that's crazy and that's fine, but if you have had a good enough roster with the with how easy Texas A&M's schedule is when you look at home games compared to road games, it's an easy schedule, in my opinion, truly. I mean, your most difficult, challenging games are at home. So, you know, I kind of look at that and I say, I, I, I really, I really hope Coach Elko can find a way to make this roster at least, you know, good. To because with the twelve team playoff, we talked about. It, I mean, a, t- a two loss team can make it, can make it in the playoff. And when you run through this schedule, with with all the the challenging games in Kyle Field, really next year, there's a world where that happens. And once again, I'm not saying that based. On, I, I get the people are going to say, well, AM hasn't won anything, yada yada. I'm not arguing they're going to win the SEC. I'm not arguing any of that. I'm arguing saying with a 12-team playoff, with their schedule, I think they could sneak in to the back end of it. Um, and, and losing Coach Robinson and losing a Gabriel Relaford, a Walter Nolan, many, many more to come, I assume today, I assume throughout the week, you know, hurts. Um, I mean, it, Walter Nolan's a really good football player that's going to go make somebody very, very, very happy somewhere. Curious to see where he goes. Um, best of luck to Walter Nolan. I get it. I mean, like, I get him wanting to leave. You know, his his coach left, and uh, people are upset about that. I get it. I'm not upset with him. Um, and if I was him, I, I, I you know, when you're a Walter Nolan, I'd go to a Bama or Georgia, and you know, I get it. Like, I get why he made the decision, but it stinks because he's such a good football player. So the um the raw the way this roster is going to flip over is going to be really problematic. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, this to me, Coach Robinson leaving is you know, and it's like he he's an elite recruiter, and frankly, the guy that you bring in, I think, is a good recruiter, and we'll talk about him in segment two. But 
Um, I just think, like I said, I think the reason I'm upset about it is the turnover I believe you'll now have on this roster. I think there's going to be some fallout today, tomorrow. You're going to lose some recruits. You're going to lose some recruits. Um, you're going to lose some current players on the roster. Like, I talked about a Terry in York, right? Now, will he into the portal? I have no, I, I'm not saying I think he will. I don't know, but he seemed locked in. But then Coach Robinson leaves. Does he maybe, you know, is he upset now? Does he, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Players that it looks like you could get to stick around. Maybe now do they think about making a move to the portal because Coach Robinson's gone. That's disappointing to them. They love Coach Robinson as everybody did. Um, that's my concern with Coach Robinson heading heading to Syracuse. Um, so this is going to be interesting, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, this is going to be extremely interesting to see kind of how this plays out, what this looks like. Um, but this is bad. I think this is bad. Everybody, before we move into segment, you're talk about who the new defensive line coach is going to be. Tell me in the comments how how do you feel about this? I mean, you can, nobody can feel good about it, obviously, but. Is this? Am I making this out to be a more significant problem than it is? If if you believe that's the case, let me know in the comments on YouTube. But I think this is a, a big deal, and I think this is going to severely affect the Aggies this season, um, next season. I mean, and in the future, because Elijah Robinson is a good football coach. So that'll be really fun to follow how this pans out. But let me know in the comments how you feel. I think this is going to be a big problem. And like I said, Gabriel Relaford and Walter Nolan both. Um, Rutherford left the recruiting class and Walter Nolan hit the portal, and that's not good right there. Mike Elko hires Sean Spencer to be the next defensive line coach at Texas A&M. Interesting, interesting hire. We'll talk about why coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I got to tell you about our wonderful friends over at LinkedIn Job. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has, has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Uh, one of the places I write for, we're looking for a new writer right now. Um, so this is my first time using LinkedIn as a professional. You know, obviously, I have an account and I've used it before. And it's just so – I've talked about the convenience of it, but it, I've never used it as the employer side of things. It is so convenient, so easy to use. I love just the way it works, the app itself. LinkedIn Jobs, it helps connect employers to people looking for jobs and employees with jobs that fit their skill set and what they want to do. I love LinkedIn Jobs. It is just so easy, so nice of an app to use, of a, of a service to use. You got to go check them out. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So, Sean Spencer, this is, this is interesting. And we're going to, we're going to talk about why, um, you know, lots to unpack here. I mean, this is it, Yesterday was a crazy day. Um, my 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 boss Zach uh, called me yesterday, and he's like, "What are you talking about on your show?" And I was like, "Well, I'm going to record." He's like, "And um, I have some stuff, extra stuff I have to cover this week." He's actually out of town 
um, at the MLB winter meetings uh, for a site that he, he, that he writes for him. So I'm kind of picking up some things on the writing, on my writing side of things. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to wait to record. I'm going to get up early this week, record in the mornings and go about it that way. Cause there's gonna be so much news to break this week. So that's funny. But, um, you know, I, when he asked me what I was talking about, I was like, I, I, I don't know if I can, I, I might need to talk. I might need to have an hour show cause there's so much, but, um, you know, Sean Spencer was the defensive line coach at Florida last season, but this is where it gets a little interesting to me. The, um, what do you call it? The, I think the word you'd use is perspective of this hire simply because he was let go from Florida. Billy Napier fired him. So he was the co-defensive coordinator and in defensive line coach at Florida. Let's read through um, Sean Spencer's coaching history. He actually coached with Mike Elko, interestingly enough, at one point. So when it's so he was at uh, Massachusetts defensive line 2001-2003, uh, Holy Cross 2004, Villanova 2005, Hofstra 2006, and I believe I need to double check. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but I believe that stop was where he was. Um, with Mike Elko. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. I'll double check. Um, 2007, 2008, he was back at Massachusetts. 2009, 2010, he was at Bowling Green. 2011, 2013, he was at Vandy. 2014, 17, he was at Penn State as defensive line coach. 18 and 19, he was the associate head coach, run game coordinator, and defensive line coach at Penn State. He was defensive line coach with the New York Giants from 2021 to 2020, 2021. And then he was the... Um, at Florida up to 2022 to until he was let go. He was the uh, co-defensive coordinator and the defensive line coach. So it's a co he's a coach that's been around for a long time. Listen to, I think, the positive. So these are the NFL players coached by Coach Spencer. Jervin Dexter Sr., Shaq Atoni, Odafe Owe, uh, Yatira Grossmatos, Rob Windsor, Sharif Miller, Kevin Givens, Austin Johnson, Stephen Weatherly, Carl Nassib, Anthony Zettel, Chris Jones, and Tim Fugger. And then NFL coaches, NFL players that he coached, and this would be when he was with the Giants. And the, this is, you know, Leonard Williams, Dalvin Tomlinson, B.J. Hill, Dexter Lawrence, Danny Sheldon. Those are some talented players listed there. This is the list that kind of gets me excited. NFL players recruited by Spencer that were uh, taking rounds one and two. John Dotson, talented receiver, played at Penn State um, with the Washington Commanders. Um, I want to – I've always got to have a minute to be upset about fantasy football. Terry McLaurin goosed for me yesterday. Now, I'm pretty sure I've clinched in the playoffs regardless of the goose from Terry McLaurin. I lost this week, but I've, I think I've clinched anyway. Um, and I'm pretty sure Jahan Dotson was a big part of that goose because I think he had a good game. So, Jahan Dotson, I'm glad Coach Spencer recruited you. You're talented, but maybe in the playoffs you can let a little bit go Terry McLaurin's way. So, I appreciate that. Um, Micah Parsons, ever heard of that guy? I think he's pretty good. Um, and then the Oway player, uh, um, Odafe Oway, he recruited. Um, Yatir Gross Matos, he recorded. And then another guy that I think people might have heard of, uh, Saquon Barkley. He's pretty, I think he's a pretty good player. Um, so he's recruited some talent. He's coached some talent at the NFL level. He's coached some talent during his different stops in the college. 
uh, Coach Spencer is a good football coach. He's been doing it for a long time. My concern here, and maybe maybe I'm overreacting to this, so tell me if I'm overreacting to this, but was that I just think the perspective of hiring a coach who was just let go, um, who was just let go by Florida. I just think there's a perspective – you know, he was fired. It was like five days ago. I, I just believe there's a perspective there that's a little weird to me. Um, and one thing I, I say is, and I think now I'll tell you this I think that Billy Napier was, was um, Coach Spencer kind of maybe was he a bit of a scapegoat? I don't know. Billy Napier, did he have to kind of make a move to perspective wise for his side of things? Could that be part of it? But um, Coach Spencer, he, he's like I said, he's recruited players. He's coached players. He's uh, talented players. He's been around a lot of places. He's familiar with Mike Elko. I'm I'm happy with this hire. I am. Um, I think that you could argue perspective-wise there's a few things that aren't to love. But at the end of the day, I'm happy with this hire. Not upset about it one bit. I think he's going to come in and he's going to recruit. I think that uh, losing Coach Robinson on the recruiting trail hurts, but – you know, you bring in a guy who, once again, is a great recruiter. I think Coach Spencer is going to recruit. Um, so, you know, and then I'll, I'll throw this at you. Like, here's a great example. The transfer portal is a two-way two road. You lose a Walter Nolan, right? Well, here's a Chris McClellan coached. Uh, he entered the portal, uh, coached by Sean Spencer at Florida, recruited by him, talented football player, um, will – Will he come and be come with? And I, well, I'm pretty sure he's rec- recruited them. I need to look that up, but I, I know he, I know he coached them, so I'm not 100 percent sure he recruited them. I, I can double check that, but um, I know he was coached by Coach Spencer, and you know that's what I'm saying. Like, could he follow Coach Spencer to Texas A&M? That's what I'm kind of getting at. The portal's a two way road. Losing a Walter Nolan hurts, and it hurts really, really bad. But if you could bring in a talented player like Chris McClellan, who has a bunch of um, you know, a handful of eligibility left. Could that help you out? So, you know, this is, it's an interesting day, ladies and gentlemen. It's, I mean, losing Coach Robinson hurts. Losing Walter Nolan hurts bad. But I think uh, Coach Spencer is a good hire. I do. I think that you could, like I said, you could argue perspective-wise that it's weird to hire a coach who just got let go. But I believe in his coaching history. I believe in the players he's coached at, at the NFL level, the college level. I believe in the players he's recruited. I believe in everything he's done as a coach. So I, I don't have too many concerns um, about Coach Spencer. I, I think that he will recruit. I think that he's going to be a, a great football coach. I think he's going to you know, help a guy that's been a lot of places, been a lot of conferences. He's going to be able to talk with Coach Elko and, um, and discuss – you know, play call defensive play calls, defensive schemes. I, I just think it's he's a football mind that, that knows Coach Elko, and I think this is going to work out. So, everybody, let me know. Obviously, losing Coach Robinson hurts, but let me know in the comments y'all's thoughts on Coach Spencer. Good hire. Give me a, a grade A, B, C, D, E, F. Well, not E, A, B, C, D, F. I've, I've been, haven't been at school for too long now, but give me a grade on this and let me know how we feel about the hiring of coach Spencer. The Aggies are playing in the Texas bowl. 
against the Oklahoma State Cowboys. This is a fun matchup. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be um, it's going to be a game I'm looking forward to, to seeing play out. So we're going to talk about that ball game, what that means, and some storylines to follow coming up right here on Locked On Aggies. But first, I got to tell you about our wonderful friends over at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I love FanDuel. What I've been doing is alternate line spreads. And so what that is, like the game tonight, uh, who even plays? It's the, I know it's um, the Trevor Lawrence and the Jags, but who do they play? I don't remember. I don't remember who they play. But you can take a tra- Travis Etienne and you can take a uh, Evan Ingram. And, and, you know, normally their line would be set at like, Travis Etienne's rushing yard line would be set at like 72, right? You could get it at 50. And the odds aren't as high, but if you stack them with a lot of those lines, I've been doing those, and I've been, I've been having a lot of success with them, and it's a ton of fun. So go to FanDuel. Go do all that kind of stuff. It is it is a ton of fun. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So before we call it a day here on Monday's episode of Locked on Aggies, I want to talk a little bit about the bowl game. Um, you know, what does it mean? Not a ton, not a ton, but it, it, it's just, it's something to look forward to. Um, the Aggies will play Oklahoma state in the Texas bowl. Like I said, on December 27th, this is an Oklahoma state team that just got the brakes beat off them by the Texas Longhorns in the big 12 championship. So, you know, they're upset obviously now, and you can't say, well, what's their motivation? It's not like they were playing for a playoff berth or anything. So, um, speaking of playoff berth, what about that? That was crazy. That was a, the craziest thing ever. But, um, you know, Oklahoma State is a good football team. Nine and four after the loss in the Big 12 championship. This is an opportunity to me. I think the opportunity here is for a player like Jalen Henderson. Obviously, Max Johnson's gone. He's moved on. He is going to be playing at North Carolina. Good for him. I think it's a good spot for Max to end up. I think he can succeed there, throw for a lot of yards there. Maybe, I know he's an older guy, maybe sneak on to an NFL roster, maybe get drafted late after a, a good year at North Carolina. So hope, we're all rooting for Max. No um, hard feelings for him heading out. But um, Jalen Henderson, you know, this is his opportunity to play, to be the backup quarterback behind Connor Wigman next season. You've got uh, Marcel Reed, I had a commenter the other day say, um, which is bold, and I like it, and that's fine. I'm not, but that, that they think Marcel Reed might start next year. And while I, I don't agree there, I, I love the boldness, and I think Marcel Reed's a good football player too. So um, this is an opportunity for Jalen Henderson, assuming you know he does get the nod. I don't, I don't know why. Um, you know that that's as of right now, as I assume Jalen Henderson will, will get the nod. If that changes. 
we'll discuss. I think it would be cool if you like gave each of them a half. If you gave Henderson a half and Marcel Reed a half, I don't think they'll do that, but it'd be cool. Um, so as of right now, I assume Henderson will be out there. And this is an opportunity for him to say, hey, I want to be the backup next season. I want to be the guy next year um, behind Connor Wigman with, with, with Texas A&M's long history of starting quarterbacks getting hurt. You'll probably see him at some point um, unless we can get a, better, a more improved offensive line. But I think that is really what to pay attention to here is, is what does uh, Jalen Henderson do? That's going to be really interesting to me. And it'll be interesting, you know, who plays in this game, who sits out, who goes to the senior bowl, who moves on, all that. And that's all still to come. That's all stuff we're not going to know until we get closer to the 27th. You know, we're still 23 days away from this bowl game. So there's a lot that's going to change by then. People are going to leave. People are going to come in. Obviously, people that come in can't play, but you get what I'm saying. So um, this is a fun bowl matchup in the state of Texas. Hopefully some fans will be able to take – the little trip and travel will be a good time um, out to this bowl game should be an interesting game. I'm really looking forward to it. Frankly, I, I'm looking forward to seeing who, um, I mean, how the Aggies play. Do they show up? Do they play well? I mean, this is a good way. Like I say, go win this game, get a little momentum, go win this game, heading into next year. People are excited, get some momentum going. Um, I'm looking forward to watching this football game and obviously we'll break it down. Um, and discuss it more when we get closer to the game, the week of the game. But right now, there's a lot more big-picture stuff to discuss. But that's a football game I'm looking forward to. So, everybody in the comments, let me know um, how do we feel about Coach Robinson heading to Syracuse? How do we feel about bringing in Coach Sean Spencer to coach defensive line? How do we feel about those two things? Let me know in the YouTube comments. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Aggies. One thing I do want to say is with me recording the morning of this week. Um, those of you that normally I, I put the show up on Spotify po on podcast platforms at four, it, it's going to go up at, you know, when I get done recording. So between seven and eight every day. So just know that if you're an early rise with the show will be up, but just with all the news breaking this week, this just makes the most sense to get the most up-to-date um, content out for everybody. So, that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Hope everybody has a great Monday, as great as a Monday as it can be. Um, and we will see you tomorrow.